1: I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn Heimley. Hi,
0: Hi, Brittany. How are you? I am doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, this week's been
1: a little rocky for me, you know, all this new stuff going on, but I've been doing good and I'm learning everything. To- Grasping everything, surprisingly, supposedly, maybe. So I'm celebrating with uh, a white claw that I stole from Rusty's room. So shout out to my brother, who hopefully won't go into his fridge in the next day or two to see a missing black cherry white claw.
0: Very sneaky of you.
1: Yeah, I try. So how are you? What's, go- what's new? I
0: can't speak. What's going on? What's new? Um, I don't think there's been anything new. Not much anyway. Just chilling. And getting finally exciting Star Wars news. I know. It's like Star Wars exists again. Yeah, that's fun. I like it when there's actual Star Wars news. Or I guess Star Wars rumors. But still, exciting rumors. Yeah,
1: it, it is It is pretty excited when just everything just works out the way it's supposed to.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Mom, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, You know, watching TV, fighting with Chris Fresh, that's about it. So, you know, just par for the course.
1: I know I went on Twitter on Friday and I saw a very angry Chris Fresh. And I feel like Australians are like normally like chill people. Like I've never met like an angry Australian. And I feel like Chris Fresh was was really mad. And I don't know why he was mad. Like I'm trying to recall conversation topics from our last episode uh, God, what did we, talk about? we talked about Bad Batch, we talked about moving, we talked about Legos, we talked about just a bunch of different topics. So, which out of those topics do you think got him mad? He's,
0: you know, he's got some issues that he needs to work out on his own.
1: Interesting. Well, I really hope that... Uh, he figures out those
0: issues because I, I hate seeing him mad. Yeah. I just want to, you know, be able to do our podcast and talk about our beloved Legos and then, you know, just have him get off our fucking backs about shit. I know. Well, geez, speaking of
1: Legos, Carlos, uh, is going through all of his boxes and found his giant box, of Legos that he put in there when he moved two years ago. So he has his uh, Star Wars Legos. He has his Marvel Legos, which includes his Millennium Falcon and a couple of, uh, I think like a Clone Trooper and like Chewbacca or something. And surprisingly, they haven't been damaged from being in a box for two years. So I was really excited because when I think of Legos in a box in the garage or something, I think that's like easily going to destroy the legos or just um, some of the pieces falling off of the legos or something so i was really happy to hear that his legos will were fully intact and ready for the big move down to san diego that's good
0: hopefully they survive the move as well and you don't have all little lego blocks falling off of your built legos
1: I know that that would be really sad for the Legos, because I really think that it would be really hard to put back together the Legos, because if you really think about it, like you probably throw away the instructions on how to do it. So like, let's say you build your Legos and then they totally get destroyed. Like, how do you know how to put the Legos back
0: together? Well, also, I mean, because when you're doing those those kits, like you're doing things in steps. And so figuring out what step that particular block fell off of and how to, and where it goes again, it seems like would be a pain in the butt. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, hopefully everything works out for the best for his Legos. Thank God I don't have any Legos that I need to copy and paste into uh, a box or something. So...
0: (laughs) Is that how you put things in boxes? (laughs) I don't have a ton. I only have a couple of sets. But there's a new typewriter set that I really want because it looks legit like an old fashioned typewriter and it's awesome. And if I am going to buy a Lego set anytime soon, that is the Lego set I'm going to buy. But else, it's like $200 and I'm like, oh, that's a lot to spend on something.
1: I know. I I've been really cheap lately because um, Carlos and I are trying to buy a mattress and we preferably want one of those like box mattresses that like come in like little box so you don't have to like carry it because we're living on the second floor. So having to carry that all the way up is going to be a fucking hassle. And the mattress that we're thinking of getting is around like $600. And I'm thinking like, that's fucking a lot
0: for our mattress. Like, is that just me or am I being cheap? Well, the thing that a member up like purchase with a mattress is you're buying something, like, that's not something you buy every year. That's a long-term purchase. Yeah, that's true.
1: But, yeah, a rabbit hole you do not want to go down is mattress purchases <laughs> because... If you go down that rabbit hole, you are never going to purchase a mattress because there's just so much that goes into the mattress, like how firm it is, how big it is, you know, how it feels after six months of wear. Like there's just so many components. And I'm just sitting here thinking like I got my mattress at More Furniture for Less for like, in like t- 10, 15 years ago. And it's fine. I mean, this this thing was probably around like one to $200 and it's a little dented, but it does the job. But... I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll probably end up getting this mattress because it's just the ease and simplicity. But I saw one at Ikea that I liked too that was like three, four something. But again, I don't want to have to carry it up the stairs. So maybe purchasing something a little more expensive that is not as much of a hassle getting upstairs is probably the best way to go. Yeah, you're
0: definitely saving yourself some trouble with those box ones. Yes. Well,
1: I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Um, The Gossip Girl trailer? Holy shit. It looks intense. I mean, I know that it's on HBO Plus, but, I mean, is it going to be, like, more... Like, we're, we're talking about, you know, Gossip Girl was probably tv 14 i think this is gonna be tv mature
0: which like hell yeah i'm down the 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 line that always gotta be walked there though is they're teenagers and i don't need super sexy teenager show because i am 37 years old and that makes me deeply uncomfortable (laughs) Yeah, but
1: I believe Euphoria was that way too, and there was like an episode of, of, of Euphoria where you see like a hundred dicks. I don't
0: yeah. in the uh, locker room. I don't want to see. I mean, I know obviously the actors are over eighteen. I don't. I don't. I don't need to see eighteen-year-old dick. No, no, no. Those are children. I agree, but the cast is really good. <sighs> Except that girl has my name, and that annoys me. I wonder if someone could Photoshop your face <laughs> on top of hers
1: so that the correct Emily Lind is in Gossip Girl.
0: Like, I just imagine them on the Met steps and your face there, like, I oh, mean, I could maybe play a mom in Gossip Girl, but that's the other thing is this show did like at least from the trailer, like it doesn't seem like their parents exist at all. But the parents were a big part of the original Gossip Girl. I know.
1: I really enjoyed getting to know, like, Lily and Rufus and and their relationship and just how it crumbled. And I'm still surprised about that, about how their relationship, like, really didn't last. And
0: And then the finale is, like, with Lisa Loeb, which is hilarious and (laughs) random, but. I know because it's weird because like
1: they kiss each other and then he's with Lisa Loeb and I'm thinking, wait, I don't, I don't kiss my ex-boyfriend on the lips. (laughs) Like that's fucking weird. Yeah. That's a
0: little strange.
1: Yeah. Then she's back with, uh, Serena's dad, which I think is weird because a couple seasons ago he gave her fake cancer and said that she needed all this medication when in fact it was bullshit and I don't know. I think I would have like a lot of trust issues with Carlos if he told me I had a disease or something, and then he's like, "No, just kidding. I just did it because
0: I wanted to spend time with you." Like, <laughs> no! no, not not great. But no. Um. Let's see. Oh, uh, Loki started. I haven't seen the second episode yet because that just started today, and I have not had time. But I liked the I liked the pilot quite a bit. Yeah, I I liked it.
1: It was fine. I I still hold. My argument as to that Loki is very 2012, and the show is 10 years too late. But and the fact that I can't get out of my head that he used to date Taylor Swift, and I, it, I guess it's like the five-year anniversary of Hiddle Swift this week too. Yeah. So Jeez, I think that you know
0: that makes me so deeply sad.
1: Well, no, because I went on, it was on Instagram or something. I was scrolling down Instagram. And the recommended posts, and there was the recommended post of someone saying "Happy five year anniversary to Hiddle Swift," and it was those iconic pictures of them sitting at the beach, taking selfies. And she's wearing that dress and her cardigan. And uh, what interesting times, 2016 was. But that's the only reason why I know it. I don't like remember Taylor Swift dates or something. I'm, I go on like the Taylor Swift Reddit sometimes. Because it's funny because everyone there is like just super nutty mm-hmm. because um, there's this holy swift pod that our friend from the Bad Motivators and the Sithless Eric Struthers, really likes. And everyone was like insulting them because they're saying that like their sex jokes are bad or it was inappropriate to joke around about Taylor Swift's sex life or something. And I'm like, What? Like, please don't listen to our podcast where we write people, Star Wars characters in bed. I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of times people hold celebrities and people they really love to a pedestal and they feel like they can't touch them. But I feel like that's what makes fandoms interesting is because, you know, Taylor Swift's been through a lot. And I feel like, uh, you know, she's made a lot of mistakes. And it's really good to... Uh, point out those mistakes and say, okay, she did this, but then she learned from it. And and sometimes people in in Taylor Swift fandom want to think that she's perfect, flawless, et cetera, et cetera. But no, she's not. And that's what makes her human.
0: I don't know. I'd feel pretty weird if people were like on a podcast talking about my sex life. Like we talk about characters. We don't talk about like real people.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I didn't listen to the episode that they were talking about I believe that you know it was just like jokes about you know because there's a couple of songs where she like insinuates you know sexual things and you know determining like how her boyfriend Joe is as a lover so like I understand that you know versus what we do with you know fake people you know characters and a real person so I understand like how there's a limit to that of you know what's appropriate what's not appropriate but I don't know. Reddit's an interesting place full of interesting people, especially the Bachelor subreddit because it is going right now with The Bachelorette back on Monday nights on ABC without Chris Harrison.
0: Do you have a favorite? Um, I
1: can't say because I think I already know who wins because I, I go on the spoilers. Ah, uh, So... A lot of guys are good. Uh, I like Katie because she calls out the bullshit. Like it's the second episode already. And there's already some guys there that are there for the wrong reasons. And she's already sent them home because there's always those two fucking guys that come here from the same same city. Unfortunately, it's my fucking city. They came here from San Diego and they're like, hey, we know each other. We don't like each other because one of us is here for the wrong reasons. And it's never determined why they're here for the wrong reasons. They just say it's wrong reasons. Like, I want you to give me a reason why it's for the wrong reasons. Well, is that possible? They're all
0: there for the same reason, which is to be on TV.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Because if I were a single 26-year-old lady and the opportunity came to me to be on The Bachelor, like... That's an interesting experience. Like, you know, of course, getting on TV and getting because there's so much more to it now versus 10 years ago. Because like 10 years ago, I feel like there were more people out there that, are like, that were really thinking, you know, like, I really want to find love. I really want to go through this process. But I feel like people now, they see all of these Bachelor contestants become Instagram influencers, get jobs through social media and get a lot of fucking money. So of course a lot of people say, see that and but are too obvious with their intentions and that's why they go home night too is because they share why they are here too well.
0: Mm.
1: And also high school musical the musical the series is going very well. very <laughs> good, good show. I, i'm I'm telling you. I think that you no. should try it out. I think everyone should try it out because it's such a happy show. All the characters are you know it's it's high school kids in show choir. And it's a if I could compare it to anything, I would compare it to a very likable glee. Cuz I get why people had problems with glee, but I mean it's like a Disney glee because you have like the Disney jokes and especially them filming at the school where they did high school musical. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's cute. I think if you have kids, I think you should watch it with your kids, watch high school musical first, then the show. But I mean, if you don't have time, just watch the show. It's cute. I recommend it. It's very, very good and heartwarming. If I'm having a bad day and you know, I watch high school musical, the musical, the series, it's
0: a little better. I watched the mighty duck show and I watch Big shot with your best friend, John Stamos. He's not my best friend, but how'd him? it go? I like it. No, I. He's like kind of great and charming on it, but mostly I like the kids and the other teachers. The.
1: How many beach boys are there? He's the seventh one, the seventh beach boy
0: shouldn't be so mean to your boyfriend John Stamos
1: he's not my boyfriend there's just there's just so it's complicated there's just so much about John Stamos especially at time when I waved to him at the concert and he didn't wave no I'm kidding um got it I hated being so far away from the Beach Boys this time versus my other times. I mean, obviously, with COVID, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm far away from you. It's great. But when the time comes, I can't wait to go to a more intimate concert where I feel like they're right there singing to me, like John Stamos did a couple of years ago at the Beach Boys concert.
0: Like I said, he's your best friend.
1: i'm I'm denying that for now, okay. but
0: well, I'm glad that his show is good i mean i don't I don't know if it's good, but <laughs> it's there, and I watch it,
1: yeah, yeah, I started Loki too, and I'm mentioning Loki again because like they're selling that variant coat that he wears. I don't know if anyone's gonna buy that. people fucking love Loki. I didn't know that people still loved Loki like I I don't know I don't really know a lot of people who are watching the show right now so I I kind of don't know what to think and I started the second episode and I'm not going to say anything other than it's fine but I don't know how the show is gonna go and I kind of like that but at the same time like I'm almost bored in a way and uh, hopefully I think that'll change. But I think that these past couple of Marvel shows have been like really good, really action-packed, adventure, Oh, see, that's mystery. not what I want.
0: <laughs> that's why I liked the first like four episodes of WandaVision the best is because it wasn't action-y at all.
1: I know. I love the mystery of WandaVision, but also um, Owen Wilson,
0: he can get some. Dude, I've never been attracted to Owen Wilson before, but suddenly, like, fucking gray hair Owen Wilson with that mustache, I'm like, okay, he's really fucking hot. I think
1: possibly he is my favorite part of this show, and possibly coming up towards my favorite Marvel character, because he, it's just everything about him, like, the job, what, like, I love detective doing serious shit Owen Wilson
0: I like him so far which is cool because he was the part I was sort of most worried about because when I like Owen Wilson I really like Owen Wilson but he can drift into intolerably annoying pretty quickly yeah well
1: I'm eager to see what happens in the show and I feel like I always say that but I I truly mean it, and I can't wait for Ted Lasso because <sighs> that needs to come. I'm
0: so excited. It's the best show. It is.
1: Um. Well, do you want to talk a little uh, Star Wars news, if if we have any? Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. So, um it was the, I think it was was it Thursday that this happened? Where um there was an article out that Forrest Whitaker is gonna be on the Cassian show, and that is because Stellan Skarsgård apparently just, like, mentioned in some radio interview he was doing that he was shooting scenes with Forrest Whitaker. And I am assuming somebody at Lucasfilm or Disney went, Jesus, God damn it. But it made me laugh because if you had asked me beforehand who amongst the people we know are in Andor, who is going to be the one to say some shit in an interview they're not supposed to, Stellan Skarsgård definitely would have been my number one choice because I do not think he gives a shit. Oh my god. That's so funny. And so that news went up and I went, oh, that's cool. Because I like Saw and I think he is an important part of Cassian and it makes sense to have him If you're, you know, telling the story of of the rebellion, because we know that he was at odds with them and their methods. And so I think that's cool. And that makes sense. But when that news broke, I tweeted, I retweeted the article and I'm like, we're getting all the and or casting news except the one I want to hear. And then a couple hours later, there is a website called The Direct And they say that it is, they're hearing from their sources that Ben Mendelsohn is going to be reprising his role of director Krennic, and I might have freaked out slightly. Now, this is, of course, not confirmed because it's Star Wars, and God forbid they just say, hey, this person's on the show. But from what I could tell, this is not. You know, we got it covered. Like they seem to have more legitimacy than that. And they 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 are pretty confident in this prediction. And I hope it's true, because if it's not, I'm going to be a very sad bunny because i had been preparing myself for him not to be on the show. And I was going to deal with it. But if somebody gets my hopes up and then he's not on the show, I'm going to be very upset. I mean, I had a
1: feeling that he would be in the show. Because I feel like it would be a waste if he wasn't. Because who is going to be your big bad guy or something? Like, I feel like definitely with a show like this, they need cameos or they need faces. Because, you know, maybe a lot of people didn't see Rogue One. You know, I was talking to...
0: I mean, it made like a billion dollars,
1: but... Hey, you never know. There are people who still can't name all the Avengers. So... I think that it's a no-brainer that they should have Mendo in this, and especially Forrest and, you know, the different characters that were in Solo. Not Solo. uh, Rogue One. Not Solo. A terrible... uh... How dare you? I know. Blame the White Claw. But it's very exciting. I remember seeing the, the first post of someone tagging you in it, and that split second before... You possibly found out that Mendo was going to be in Cassian, and ah, uh, I'm just so happy for you. Like, what a celebratory event!
0: Look, it's very, very exciting news. And oh, that mean that's that's one of the things I wanted to fucking yell at our friend Chris Fresh about. It's because I was talking about this was Fresh. And then he also mentioned it because he did a solo episode of Geek Dudes and he was very much trying to p- provoke a fight, probably with other people, but also specifically with me. He's talking about how, oh, you know, like why, why am I okay with all these cameo announcements for Andor when I've complained about that shit with The Mandalorian? And I mean, first of all, we don't know if these are cameos or not or if they're major parts of the series. But the other thing is, everybody we've heard announced was in Rogue One. And this is a prequel to Rogue One and I want to see Rogue One characters because I want that to be this story and that makes sense. If it starts being, hey, there's a ton of different random people from the cartoons and the comics and from other movies, then I would get annoyed with that because I think there is a big difference there between people like Mon Mothma and Saw and Krennic showing up in Andor versus Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and other people showing up in Mandalorian. Like, those are two different different animals for me because of the stories that they're telling.
1: Man, I don't think Chris... I think Chris Fresh is just fucking with you because, like, that's that's a perfect response, you know, to, you know, cameos or versus... You know, announcements that, you know, these well known characters or these known characters are going to be in a show. So,
0: yeah, again, like these are all, these are, these are, Im- these are characters who make sense to, f- and, and are part of the story already. And so I, I do think, again, I do think there's a difference there versus, to, hey, look at this random person from this cartoon that some people liked. Like it's not yeah. like, Putting in Mon Mothma in a story about the f- formation of the rebellion is different than Dave Filoni's hard-on for Ahsoka and his inability to do a show without her. Yeah, I, I can't wait until she
1: arrives on the Bad Batch because I think that's like a 99% chance but who knows? I'm just excited about Mendo and just thinking of what Mendo is going to do. Like, are they going to put a wig on him since he's bald right now? Like, I just saw the quite. I think that was like the first thing that I thought of was <laughs> bald Mendo in Andor.
0: Like, just imagine. Like,
1: where?
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, That's- yeah, that'd be, that'd be quite the look.
1: Yeah, it's like your hot toys without the (laughs) hair.
0: (laughs) So fucking creepy. Um, I'm still hoping that we're going to hear confirmation on Tarkin being in it, which um, I believe Corey and Noah were talking about like pretty early on. So that, that would be nice, especially if it would mean we'd get like an actual storyline amongst the Imperials. Cause you could have more of Tarkin and Krennic's uh, one mention and, and all of their inner office fighting, like paralleled with the shit going on with the rebellion and people like Mon Mothma and Saw. Like, I think that would be a nice little stories to run side by side. Yeah, that would be really
1: interesting. And also what I think is interesting too is that Tarkin is a villain in not only um, Cassian, but right now in Bad Batch because he made his little cameo in Bad Batch a couple episodes ago. So I, I think that's cool that we're getting a multiple versions of Tarkin. So, and I think what I remember from that... Um, Kessel Run Transmissions announcement slash um, l- scoop was that Tarkin was the main bad guy. But I don't know why you would have a CGI person be like your
0: main bad guy. Because like, that's a lot of fucking money. Oh, God. I, I just want them to cast somebody. Like holy shit! Like I want Tarkin in the show really badly, but not if he is not if he's looking like that fucking Luke Skywalker in Mando. I can't I can't deal with that for more than ten seconds. I mean,
1: what's that guy from Revenge of the Sith doing? I bet he's free. <laughs> Give him
0: a job. I mean, Guy Henry said that it, he wasn't doing it, but I mean that was a while ago, and also who knows? Like the Star Wars actors just are told to lie all the time but there was maybe some bad blood there but just cast somebody because it needs to be it needs to be an actual actor who can have non-dead lifeless eyes
1: I agree like I believe that the Luke Skywalker cameo in The Mandalorian it was fine but I just don't know why they just didn't call up uh, Steven's, and uh, not Steven Stanton. Uh, Sebastian, Stan. Sebastian Stan, and just say, "Hey, buddy, can you, uh, can you put on the cloak and the robe and uh, the Luke Skywalker outfit, and just you know come on set for a day, you know, do some swoosh, swoosh lightsaber action, and
0: pick up the baby and call it a day." Yeah, because I don't know, my like, God, uh, doesn't work for me. At all. Yeah, I think after watching it back, because I feel
1: like when you're in the moment and you're watching it, you're surprised. And when you go back and you're like, oh, okay, this is fine. Uh, you know, insert criticism here. You know, but it's just like in Rogue One, how Tarkin looked. Like, you have scenes with someone who isn't alive and you're putting like CGI on someone's face that looks like them. Like it's it's is interesting, kind of weird.
0: Yeah, uh, it, and then you get uh, Leia at the end of that movie, and she looks like dog shit. Yeah,
1: that that wasn't the best. I think that was probably. I would say that the Leia was worse than Tarkin.
0: I think Leia is worse than Tarkin, but I still think Tarkin is bad. Yeah. And again, it's all it's it's in the eyes, and it's in like the 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 mouth movement and stuff. It's just it's not it's not a human being. And when you're watching a live action thing, and suddenly there's a cartoon, it's an issue. I'm
1: surprised that we've done. How many episodes is this? 192 episodes and we haven't done a uh, watch or like a movie watch or a, hey, listen, listen or watch us watch this movie or watch it with us. And we do commentary like I'm surprised that we haven't done that yet, you know, especially with, you know, our infinity for certain Star Wars movies and characters, you know, yours with Rogue One and, and uh, Mendo and mine with solo. No, I'm I can't even say that with a straight face. But yeah, I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Yeah. I feel like every podcast has done that. I feel like that's like the I don't know. The the knighting, the Jedi knighting of a podcast is a
0: well, yeah. On the other hand, I also feel like every podcast has fucking done that and who the fuck cares? I guess I mean but not
1: every podcast has made it to 192 episodes
0: that's true I mean we can do it sometime if you want to but I think part of the reason I like I've thought about doing it before and then I'm like okay how often when I see those episodes pop up on my podcast feed do I skip those episodes and the answer is often (laughs) often
1: I remember back in my, like, early Star Wars podcasting days when I would listen to, like, every single, like, Star Wars podcast. And, like, now I don't anymore because what is time? Time is an illusion. Um, But I was listening to an episode of Steel Wars. And he had done a live watch of the Star Wars holiday special with, like, a bunch of his friends or something. And I feel like that was just the most entertaining
0: thing in the world. especially. Here's the thing. Steal is friends with professional comedians.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty funny. I mean, we're charming. We're cute. Like, we're, we're fun. We're exciting. We're outgoing. We have many great qualities that make us great people. And I yeah. think that due to our great qualities, that we could provide content for our podcasts that can make... 98% of the viewers happy. <laughs> okay.
0: I'll just say there's a difference between being occasionally amusing on a podcast and like going and doing a set at the comedy cellar. Like, <laughs> hey, you're the funny one of your friends versus, hey, you're a comedian are two different things. And I've seen enough people die in comedy rooms to know the difference that is somewhere i am not experienced (laughs) (laughs) because everybody thinks they can do the mystery science theater 3000 thing and then you see them try and it does not work because again those are professionals writing bits and that is a different skill set definitely yeah if you people want if people really want to hear me like talk about Chronic for two and a half hours even when he's not on screen I'm, I'm okay doing that i'm not doing i'm never doing the holiday special just because it's been done to death oh no i agree like i'm trying to think of something that like no one has
1: done and that's really difficult because you know there's always the movie ones like there's a podcast right now that's going through like all the movies um there's god there's just so many I mean, maybe people have done, like, Rebels episodes or those little Lego series ones that were made for, like, Disney XD of that little Lego guy that, like, inserts himself. And uh, I don't know. I, I have no idea about that one. But I don't know. Maybe we can think of something, like, out of the box
0: um uh, Star Wars is pretty well covered in the podcasting world.
1: And I mean, maybe we can do something like not Star Wars. Maybe we can go back to like an episode of Gossip Girl and like go through that. Or maybe like the newest episode of Gossip Girl, depending on, let's see, that comes out in like three to four weeks. And we we'll would be on episode, I mean, hopefully we don't have any, I'm doing math out loud I don't know. We we'll, we'll see. We'll, we have to do something fun and exciting for our 200 mm-hmm. episode because that is an accomplishment. Like who gets to 200 episodes? I know a lot of people,
0: but no, I do think it's an accomplishment. I just don't know what to do for it.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean, we've done a lot of a lot of podcasts and we've we've guest hosted a lot of podcasts, you know, since doing my cover letter and resume, and I, I don't want to have to go back to that. I feel like I've been so, like, drained doing cover letters and resumes this past year. And, I mean, hopefully, I mean, do you still, like, do you still see me with a future on this podcast so that I don't have to go back and write a cover letter and resume again? I mean, would I be able to use my previous one and just, like, copy and paste it? Or, like, how how am I doing?
0: I mean, here's the thing to remember, I am quite lazy, and finding a new podcast host seems like a lot of work. So you, have that going for you?
1: Well, that is exactly the assurance I need to not worry about my future on this podcast. So I, I appreciate that. But I, I'm keeping an eye on Chris Rash because I, I think personally that he is trying to fuck with us. So I, especially, you know, he's he's going on, he's talking about how he doesn't approve of the move or he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't like that and tell him. I think he's trying to take my place. I think he's trying
0: to replace me. I mean, if there weren't a 15-hour time difference, you'd probably have more of a concern. But I, Thank God for that time and difference. I don't want to have to get up at like 7 o'clock in the morning and do a podcast every week.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine. That doesn't sound fun at all. No, not at all. But anyways, what other Star Wars news do we have this week?
0: Oh, the Bad Batch.
1: The Bad Batch. All right. What episode are we on? Let me look it up. Okay. I got the new iPhone 12 recently, and I think that the face ID thing is, like, really weird and really trippy. Like, I kind of miss, like, the place where I can just, like, put in my thumbprint and it remembers my thumbprint. But, like, especially if I'm at an angle and it doesn't recognize my face, like, I, I really miss that little fucking thumb thing because... I there's just some times where I can't show my face, or like it's a bad angle or something, and I'm just not recognized. But anyways, this was episode seven, Battle Scars. What'd you think?
0: I was surprised, because I thought that they were going to take longer to figure out what was going on with Wrecker, and I thought it'd be in a couple episodes of, hey, we're trying to find Rex, and said They find out right away that something is up with Wrecker, and then Rex is there to tell them what that thing is, and then it is fixed all in one episode. Like, I thought it was a pretty decent episode. I'm just surprised because I thought that was going to be the major through line for the season, and now I don't know what the rest of the show is, which is not a bad thing. It did, but I do feel like it was maybe a little bit quick. Like, I didn't look... I'm happy for them not to drag this on for, you know, six episodes more if they don't have that much story to tell with it. But again, it did seem like a whole lot right away.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that they finally addressed the Wrecker situation and they finally fixed all of their chips. Because I really thought that they would have drag too. I was really worried that, you know, piece by piece the bad batch will fall apart. Like there goes Wrecker. And there goes someone else. Like I was really fearing for a second that just Wrecker was just it would the chip was just gonna take over and he would be like crosshair and you know, totally abandoned them. But I thought the episode was fine. Uh, it was I mean, I was indifferent about seeing Rex again. I I thought it was interesting of how affected he was still about Order 66 and about the chips and everything because like the second that he realizes that they still have the chips in like he was fucking ready to end them
0: yeah I thought that was cool because it shows like how just how dangerous it is and I like I mean I don't care about Rex so that was like whatever whatever but I liked that Rekker and Omega have their little snack ritual anytime they do a mission and I liked how worried she was about him and when after he they finally get him down and do the surgery, she's like, nope, I'm going to sit here until he wakes up. And it was very cute. Yeah, I really like that. I really loved
1: the product placement of the popcorn that they would eat because I was thinking, like, why the hell does Galaxy's Edge have this colored popcorn? Like, we've never seen this before. And I'm like, God, oh, it makes sense. Like, they just put it in the show. So now I'm waiting for when a Ronto rap arrives in any of these animated shows or real Star Wars shows. Like, I I love product placement.
0: <laughs> that is a weird sentence to hear someone say.
1: Well, I just love when I notice, you know, it's like an Easter egg. It's it's my version of an Easter egg. Like, when I go to Disneyland and I see the hidden Mickeys, like, I love the product placement there. Like, look at this Mickey. Like, someone took the time out of their day to put this Mickey here in the Anna Jones ride inside the line where you're peeking through the window and you see Mickey Mouse on a piece of paper. Or when you're on when you're on Pirates of the Caribbean and you get to the part where they're about to sing yo-ho yo-ho Pirates lives for me and you see the Mickey Mouse like little rock structure in by where across from where the boat is like there's product placement is just so interesting especially with food because I fucking love food so when you get a object from an amusement park and put it in an animated series. Like I'm intrigued because I'm just sitting there thinking, what other Star Wars food are we gonna get? Like it makes me want to go back to these episodes and, and think like, is there that uh, fuzzy Tauntaun drink? Because there's this drink at Galaxy's Edge that's like you it's like really foamy, but then the foam like makes your mouth numb. And I'm thinking, I can't wait to see when that ends up in a Star Wars show, or maybe it has.
0: Who knows? Okay. As long as it's not one of those terrible, Coke bottles. Oh, you don't like the, the, um, the Coke bottles.
1: Oh, the the stupid Galaxy's Edge ones—the no. six-dollar uh, little bottles of Coke that look like thermal detonators.
0: Yeah, the little like thermal detonators. Yeah, fucking ridiculous.
1: I know. I still the food there was fine i mean i just feel like as a whole they could have done so much more with galaxy's edge and i feel like a lot of people are saying that with avengers campus too that it's very lackluster and there's only one ride and people are waiting four hours to get into a land because they don't get the qr code or the virtual queue for the spider-man ride i don't know you would think that These new parks or these new lands and Disney, you know, are going to be crazy out of this world, you know, possibly like Pandora, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they're saving up for possibly like more, more park establishments or just like more things, but I don't know. I feel like the last two reveals have been lackluster, but back to Bad Batch. It was, it was a fine episode, um, I'm interested now because you know they're in that ship graveyard, and of course at the end of the episode, those two fuckers found them, and they said, "Oh, alert the Empire! Uh, we have some, we have some people here." So I can't wait to see what happens with that, or you know, possibly Crosshair coming back and trying to tra- track them down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need we need to have a villain of some sort again. So I'm ready for that.
1: Yeah, me too, and. I feel like I'm not really getting to know some of the other clones well. Like, I feel like I don't know anything about tech except that he's fucking smart. And you have Wrecker. And I feel like I know Wrecker more than any of the other clones. Probably because, like, Omega and him are, like, really tight. Yeah. But I would like to get to know some of the other clones more. And to see Omega's relationship with them, too. Because what I really like about the show, too, is that you see Omega a lot in this perspective of Omega. And I I really like that. I really like her. I really like what she adds to the show. And that we still don't know a lot about her either. And figuring out who she is, why she is, and just, you know, what her what she's
0: doing yeah i like her she's a cutie i just want i i can do i could do like just like one week she's hanging with wrecker and the next week is a story with her and echo and the next week is a story with her and tech that would be fine with me because i just i she's my favorite part of the show by far yeah, I agree. I, I'm really surprised at how
1: much I like her because, you know, when I first heard that, you know, there was going to be a child, you know, as the main character, I was thinking back to Rebels or, you know, back to, um, you know, the last animated show that I'm totally spacing out resistance. Resistance. <sighs> I did not like Kaz.
0: No, thank you. But hey, you know what's great about Omega? She doesn't keep tripping over shit and knocking stuff over. She is truly a
1: dream come true. What a concept that is. That your main character isn't clumsy. And actually is really (laughs) helpful and useful. And I love Omega. But yeah, the episode was good. I kind of like the horror slash... You don't know what's going to happen with Wrecker. Wrecker's trying to fucking kill everyone because... Order 66, you know, the, the chip is, is fully activated, but I'm glad that that got fixed because I'm not going to have to worry anymore about record getting these bad headaches because I felt bad that he was, you could tell that he was just in pain. And that makes me think of, you know, if they're going to try to get crosshair and try to uh, get rid of his chip, like that'd be really interesting. To see them try to like kidnap him or something, or I don't know. But then, like, who would be the main villain of the show?
0: Yeah, I mean, you have the um, oh, what's this? Is it like Rampart or something like that? The guy who Tarkin promotes and sort of leaves in charge at the end of that episode. Um, I actually think the most interesting thing to do with Crosshair. Would be if they got the chip out, and he still sides with the Empire. Man, that'd be deep. I think it's more interesting if it is not entirely the chip. And I'm not, I d- I'm not convinced it is entirely the chip. I think, I think the chip is definitely part of it in terms of how far he's willing to go against them. But I think maybe he would have sided with the Empire no matter what. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting.
1: And I can't wait to see, you know, what happens, like, if he gets the chip out or, like, if he still has allegiance to the Empire after all of this. Because he seems like a pretty dedicated Empire loyalist, you know, especially that one episode where, you know, one of the troopers was refusing to kill everyone. And he said, you know, you have to follow these orders. And it's interesting. It's
0: Yeah, we'll see. I'm still still enjoying the show much more than I thought I would. And I'm mm, a lot more invested than I thought I would be.
1: Yeah, me too. And, like, I'm invested, but I also don't immediately watch this show, which I really like because I can still continue my day and not fear having to go on social media, being spoiled about the show. And I can, you know, it could be like a Saturday or Sunday night and be like, oh, I haven't watched Bad Batch yet. I get to go watch it now. So, I really like that, and the episodes are short and nice. Um, I don't really have a lot of complaints, which is pretty good and pretty rare for, you know, a Star Wars show. So, if you guys aren't watching Bad Batch, I definitely recommend it.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Well, is there any other uh, Star Wars news going on, or do we cover everything? Do we have email, voicemail, any of that fun stuff oh uh, didn't you say we had a voicemail i think so here let me pull it up you haven't had any in a while oh yes we do um we have a voicemail from our friend katherine from that geek pod we love Catherine, and we can't wait to see what she has to say
0: Hello, Canto Biters. It's Catherine here. So, I had to leave a voicemail after we got the rumor of possibly Mendo appearing in Andor, which is all we want. <laughs> so, um, my question is whether you think we might just have a cameo this season with um. More Mendo next season, like a f- very fully fledged um, storyline? Or do we just go full Mendo um, first season and have him in his own parallel storyline to that of Cassian? Love to hear your thoughts. Squee! I'm so excited. I'm- <laughs> anyway, it's very late at night. So I'll speak to you soon. Bye. I hope he's in it a lot but i feel like if he were in it a lot we would have had this known already and maybe they just did a really good job of keeping it secret but i it could just be like he shows up in the last episode or something what do you think I mean, I wouldn't be
1: surprised because seeing how set leaks and character leaks are so easily available on different websites, you know, you go on TikTok and you see where they're filming Obi Wan, and you go on Twitter and you see him covering his costume. I don't know. I feel like we, if Mendo was on it, well, that's difficult because I feel like. Los Angeles versus... I believe they're filming in the UK somewhere. I'm not 100% sure, but... I don't know. I But I feel like we would know by now, which we do now, that Mendo is going to be in it. So I'm glad that we know that now. And I don't know. Maybe in the next couple weeks we'll see him. I don't think he's going to be a... I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because like part of me wants to think that he's going to be just a cameo one episode thing, but a show needs a villain and he checks all of those boxes.
0: Yeah, I, I hope he's in it a lot. I suspect that is most likely not the case. But again, maybe they just did a really good job of keeping him hidden.
1: Yeah, you never know. And maybe a bald Mendo is like really unrecognizable. Maybe, maybe, well, thank you so much, Katherine, for the voicemail. If any of you guys want to send us email or voicemail, uh you can send it on our podcast email cantabytepod at gmail dot com please do, yeah, we love hearing from you and talking to you and all of that fun stuff and talking about Legos. If you guys have any Legos you know that you want to talk about or any collections. Let us know, because I think Emily and I are pretty big Legos enthusiasts. We, I think Emily has more Legos than I do. I only have my Lego Porg, but yeah, I, I, if there was like a Legos convention, would you go?
0: I mean, probably not. I mean, it depends how much it was. Like, I wouldn't go to like, if it it was in New York and I could go for like 10 bucks for the day, I'd probably go check it out just to see some cool, like, you know, like sculptures that people made or something. But I wouldn't do like, you know, Lego's celebration five days in a state I do not live in. And, you know, I wouldn't pay $250 for it or anything. Man, just fucking go to Legoland.
1: Like, you get all the Legos there. You can see all the Lego sculptures and go on the Legos rides. and they have like the Lego movie stuff, which is really interesting if you really like the Lego movie cause we have the we have uh, Lego land here in Carlsbad. And I haven't been since like two thousand and nine. But funny enough, before like COVID was even a thing, like I was planning to surprise Carlos for his birthday and take him to Legoland. <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> I think maybe one of these years we might do or I might do that with him. Because I don't know. Like I, I think it'd be like a fun little thing to do because I know that we're adults going to Legoland to go see some Lego sculptures and going we probably couldn't fit on the Legos rides because they're for kids. But I don't know. I think it'd be cute. I think it'd be like a, a fun experience. And uh, I just feel like on podcasts, there aren't Legos reviews or there aren't Lego land reviews. And I feel like I would contribute well to the population of our podcast listeners who wants to know about Legos. Okay.
0: Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Ah, huh, well, anything else to add? I, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have anything else. Sweet. All right. Where can we find you in the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and
0: Instagram. EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at Canto bite Pod. And as Brittany said earlier, you can email us cantobytepod at gmail.com. Where are you? Wonderful. Where you
1: can find me is on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. Great. Awesome. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our episode. Talking about Mendo, talking about Bad Batch and Legos, TV. There's really so much going on right now. It's really fun because there's there's just a lot. Like summer is starting. It is mid June. And the future is bright for Star Wars and Legos and Marvel and all of the different fandoms out there so yeah Uh, thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time bye bye
2: here we go Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Sabrina, it's on Kanto No shame in
0: the game It even Rogue one seem tame But I blame it on grit with a ginger
2: mane mane Yeah that's fire. Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked. Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Yeah. Canto bite, episode 100. Hey, yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E&B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I got a Drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches. Strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches. All the canto bitches. This one's for my bitches. Only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches. All my canto bitches. Start off with my RCs. Catherine's a sweet one. Brought cash into lunch with canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews. Fish tacos and San Fran. You know we approve. Rebecca from Perth. I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Fruci. Dude, I didn't forget. this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches be and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse, be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of strata Shouted rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without less boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches All my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games And refresher bangs. Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls if yattle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top threes And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.